0: The gospel of Jesus Christ is remission of sin, not permission to sin. Each and every one of us has received the same calling as that woman caught in that compromising position where the crowd was ready to hurl stones. Forgiven, absolved, restored, Jesus says, go and sin no more. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. I have never been more conscious of my nose than I am right now, Mr. Gagan. There are a pair of nose, emphatic nose, of which we are to be uh, cognizant in our text. Now, our translation today said it's unthinkable. If we're reading the uh, Vicini translation, it would probably say inconceivable. Um, Some of you, if you were writing these words, might say, absolutely not, over my dead body, heavens no, probably the best way to translate the words uh, from Paul are by no means. But we only hear one of these in the reading itself. but there are a pair of them in Romans chapter six. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Romans six. If you forgot your Bible today, bring it back next week. We're working through Romans all summer long. Pull it up on your device. Uh, if you don't have either today, just turn to page seven of your bulletin. Romans chapter six, starting with the 12th verse. I'm gonna ask you to join me in reading the first word and only the first word of our text today. And we read... Therefore, now you know when you start in the middle of a Bible reading, if the first word you read is therefore, there is more to the story, right? You've started here, but you gotta go back to figure out exactly what is going on. And as we work back, we find that Paul is addressing an ideological theological perspective that says, Whereas God is great at forgiving. His grace, so much greater than our guilt. Ought we not just allow him to do that which he is so adept at by doing that which we are so adequate at, sinning? Paul shuts down uh, the notion by no means. And then he segues to where we are in our text, a different argument or a different hypothesis about the same topic. And that is since we are no longer under the law, that is because we have been saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ on account of him, can't we just do that which comes naturally? Live sinfully. Different reason, same result. Paul emphatically says, by no means. Paul puts this pair of perspectives in their proper place. Let's get rid of them. Don't even think like that. The notion that you would say, let's sin so that God's grace may abound, or let's sin because to the law we are not bound. Unacceptable. Now, they're probably not all that prevalent in today's world. But what about let's sin because we're forgiven? Now, maybe it's not quite that crass. Maybe you've never thought it, let alone said it, but have you ever maybe determined you were gonna do it because you knew that God would cast it as far as east is from west? Or put another way, have you ever had a casual attitude towards sin? Oh, let's get more specific. Have you ever had a casual attitude towards your favorite sin? I mean, those other ones, those are nasty and wrong and rotten, but what about your favorite sin? Take, for instance, I don't know, gossip. I mean, other than as a place to place your car while in worship, isn't that why church parking lots were created? I mean, we all know that it is horrifying and wrong if someone is robbed of their money in a shopping mall's parking lot. Have you ever robbed someone of their dignity in a sanctuary parking lot? What about slander point blank or just worst construction? Crafted, not on blacktop, but on the desktop. How many Christians spend a lot of time in the socials violating the eighth commandment? Well, what about maybe this one instead? You know, the good Lord would not have given football players such tight clothes or cheerleaders so little clothes if we weren't intended to stare for a while. How often have you taken a casual attitude towards sin? At least your favorite one. First, let me start by saying what Paul makes clear. You are God's favorite child. You are his forgiven beloved son or daughter, not because of your actions, but because of his action. Yet while his forgiven beloved child a saint in the Lord, you are still at the same time a son or daughter of Adam and a sinner by nature. And so we do sin much daily, as the Catechism says, and are in need of mercy and recipients of the same through Jesus. Now, over the next couple of weeks, as we go through Romans chapter 7, we're going to find St. Paul saying, that there are a lot of times where he knew what was right, probably even good and salutary to do, but he didn't do it. Instead, he did that which was wrong, dishonest, reprehensible. But before Paul addresses that reality in chapter 7, he addresses this essential Christian truth here in chapter 6. The gospel of Jesus Christ is remission of sin, not permission to sin. Let me say that again. The gospel of Jesus Christ is remission of sin, not permission to sin. Each and every one of us has received the same calling as that woman caught in that compromising position where the crowd was ready to hurl stones forgiven, absolved, restored. Jesus says, go and sin no more. Therefore, let's look at the the means that Paul provides, so to speak, to help us to resist temptation, to avoid sin, to not engage in the by no means questions. Now, as I've already stated, Paul clearly says, He does not live a sinless, perfect life. (laughs) Neither do I. Neither do you. No shock there, right? But that doesn't change the calling. And so, where we go, Paul tells us, is the strength to begin avoiding and resisting is found in the same place you were declared to be. God's own child, the same action that made you the righteousness of God in Christ, your baptism. Now, before we go there, let's address one thing here about sin. There is a difference between uh, a sin of passion and a sin of intention. No difference in the guilt before God, no difference in the offense, no difference uh, in the possible consequence. But Paul is addressing intentional sin here, not accidental sin, sin of passion. This is what I mean. The rhetorical question that the people have posed that Paul is addressing, they begin with the words, let's sin. Now, if you were to have had a little uh, quiz before worship began uh, and the word was let's fill in the blank, how many of you would have said probably what I'm gonna hear today at church is let's sin. That's what Paul says, the people are saying, let's sin. That's intention. That is transgression that follows preparation. That is iniquity that follows a strategy. Uh, That is a sin that is planned before it is performed. Let's sin. Whether the reason is so that God's grace may abound or because to the law we are no longer bound is irrelevant. It's an intention to do it. maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, I got a letter in the mail. It was from the Orange County Courts. I opened it up. It was a picture of a really nice, handsome guy driving his car, coffee mug in hand. Apparently, he had run a red light. Now, you know, I didn't recall running the red light, to be honest with you. Um, But having looked around, I could tell there were no other cars on the road. In fact, it's Taken really before the sun is up, the driver's going a reasonable rate of speed. Um, He's on his way to church and he ran a red light. And the first thing out of my mouth were words that I will not speak here today. Followed by a few letters as well. Sin of passion. Maybe you've never got the red light camera letter, but have you ever gotten the IRS one that says you're being audited? you probably did the same thing. Or the dear John note that says you're not the one from the one you thought was the one. Maybe some of those letters came out. There is a difference in what I'm saying between sin of passion and the other side where you have said to yourself, I am gonna give that person a piece of my mind crafted what you were gonna say and then said the same words I said with the same letters I used when I got that letter. Paul is addressing intentional sin here. Let's sin, whatever the reason. Whether it is because the thought that God's grace would increase or that the law ceases to apply to us. We know that neither of those things are true. God's grace is given freely, not only without any worth or merit on our part, without any participation on our part either. And the law does apply. We know that, uh, right? Uh, Lutheran Christians, we're well aware the law applies to us. It's a mirror, it's a curb, it's a rule. If you forgot your catechism class, I'll do a quick paragraph on what that means. The 10 commandments, they are a mirror. They are meant to expose your sin and show you you have the need of a savior, Jesus. They are also intended to keep society from utter catastrophe. They are a curb. And when society goes off the rails, when things go out of bounds, it's not the fault of the law giver, but the fault of the law abusers. And the law is a rule. That is, it shows us how to live in response to our God and who He is and what He's done. Now, sin, all sin, be it of passion or intention, is sin. We repent of our sin, passion or intention. But Paul is referencing here a faulty notion that says, I'm going to sin because they have a casual view of the law. I think we can apply it as well. Sometimes we say I'm going to sin because we have a casual view of sin itself. God takes sin seriously. How seriously? In Jesus Christ, he not only assumed our human nature, he assumed the sin of every fallen creature. St. Paul says so. Different letter. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, became sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And here in this chapter, Romans 6, he tells us how that took place in our lives. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. In baptism, God works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, gives eternal salvation to all who believe. And then in the catechism, the reformer says this baptism indicates this, that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sin and evil lusts and that the new person should rise daily and emerge to live before God in righteousness and purity goes right hand in hand with how Paul ends the thought of baptism in our text he has just said just as Christ was raised uh through the glory of the Father, you two might live in your life. Then he says, the death Jesus died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, don't let sin reign in your mortal bodies. So shall we go on sinning? Because it's the way to get God's grace? By no means. Shall we go on sinning because we don't have to deal with the law? By no means. Shall we go on sinning because sin is no big deal? By no means. Baptism is the means to the by no means in your life. Daily rise, drown in contrition and repentance the old Adam. Daily live before him as his own knowing what we're gonna learn next week in chapter seven, that it won't be perfect, it'll never be complete, but it is a call to continue to live as the one you are in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray if you'll join me. Dear Lord Jesus, we pray that you would send us your spirit, strengthen us to drown the old Adam, to drown the old Eve with all its evil, sinful desires, to daily emerge and rise to live before you in righteousness and holiness to the glory of your name in which we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast, with the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.